we had just recorded this same same, same podcast <laughs> four days ago. <laughs> and uh, I am a, a proud owner of a Roadcaster 2. Yep. Um, they don't even deserve the pl- the plug at this point. <laughs> but there was Tell a the mute, story. There was a mute button that was live, and the way that this device is is designed is that there's there's mute buttons that are illuminated red if they're muted, and mm-hmm. then illuminated a slightly dimmer red yeah. if they are not muted. You know, I don't know if this will make the cut if Diana decides to, but I'm going to take an iPhone video and I'm going to zoom oh, in. Yeah, on please it. do. And so then see, maybe we can take some found see footage the difference here. here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've got. The red ones on the right, those ones are live. Yep. They're, or I'm sorry, they're muted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ones that are slightly less red, yeah. those are the ones that are live tracks. Yeah. And so That's a th- yeah. we recorded this Tell epic, them about the email. The email? Oh, I, yeah, I will. So we recorded this epic podcast, mm-hmm. which was like so fucking like, it was a vibe. I, I felt like we just covered so much great stuff. Such and I was, a vibe. Oh, I was just so happy with it. Such a good day. And then we get to the end of it and, and Andrew leaves and, and I get uh-huh. on the computer. I'm dumping all the footage and looking at the audio and stuff. And it's just like me talking. And uh-huh. I was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and I was so mad, dude. I was so mad that like I was that brand of mad where you're ready to like Karen out and talk to customer service and be like, you fuckers. Yeah. Like who designed this? Put me in touch with your UI designer. Yeah. This is this is fucking trash. And so... I I collected myself because I'm working on my uh, <laughs> blowing up on people like customer service. But I was just like, hey, just a note from a user. Uh, <laughs> I own this piece of equipment. And, uh, you know, we, we had a whole episode recorded where we um, didn't have a track live because your mute buttons are so nuanced yep. that you would never know. And I was thinking I was shouting into a void because that's often how it is. But they got back to me and they're like, thank you so much. We're going to forward this feedback to the team. I don't know if that's going to do anything, but we'll see. So that's why they get like the anecdotal shout out. Like we're not necessarily saying it's good. We're (laughs) saying that we had a bad experience. The anecdotal shout out. Yeah. Correct. It happened and we're talking about it. And so when that all went down, I was furious because I think me personally, I'm like a, a kind of a turning into sort of like a time... You value time. I value time a lot. Yeah. You know, and it's like time to me is like, it's one of the most valuable things. And it it's is. one of the the things that when people, uh, when people thank me and they say, thank you so much for giving us your time yep. or giving me your time or setting aside time for me, to me is one of the, like the largest like gratitude things for me. I'm like, that shows me you really care because you understand the time's precious. It's so frivolously you know? thrown out. People mm-hmm. are like, thanks for your time. But like when you actually stop and think about that, yeah, like, thanks thank for sharing you. minutes of your life with me. Thank you. There's oh. no taking them back. Wow. You know, they're, 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 that, that, that's all you get. You know, you get this many. So I was mad. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I texted you right away and I was like, I cannot fucking believe this, yep. but this is what happened. And you were like almost immediately, <laughs> it's all good, dude it's all good. Like, I don't know what you say. You're just like, man, I'll do that a hundred times. Like, it's fine. It's fine. And I was just like, bro, but like, but, but, but. And I was like, all right, I'll, um, I said something like, I'm going to hate myself for the rest of the day. Excuse yep. me while I, 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 you know, wallow in this for the rest of the day. And I said, that's fucking right. You should, you big <laughs> stupid idiot. How you did, dare you? You did exactly say that. <laughs> it was like almost directed. No, no. But you were like, you sent me a voice note, bro. <laughs> I know that this hurts, but like, I'm going to botch this, but there's this quote and it's basically like, and you like said it and it turns out that this is a real quote. Yes. 
And from, we have the quote. And we now. have the quote because we prepared for this. We prepared for this. You know? And is this the name of the person? I believe it is the... Or the name I of the... I think that is the Japanese saying. That's the saying. I think that is what would be so said. So there's a Japanese saying that is called Shikata Gonai. And mm-hmm. a- apologies to our Japanese friends if that was shitty pronunciation. Yeah. We mean the best. We, we find it very endearing. <laughs> the quote is there's nothing to be done so move on move forward yes and i think i paraphrased that to you in the voice you did it was very like you know Mm -hmm. there's a few of the words that were right but essentially the it was it was you know you you gave the sentiment Mm -hmm. and i was like damn you're so right like i used to have this poster in here that was like the only path is forward is what it said and i'd always look at that when i was kind of like stuck or bummed or whatever and you know you just reminded me of that so thank you well, thank you. I mean, for me, uh, I'm glad that you were uh, angry to the point as if it was like you were podcasting with Obama. Like I felt very special <laughs> as if you're like, we're never going to get it back. I'm like, bro, we're like five minutes down the street from It'll each other. I love coming and vibing here. Like we already were talking about doing a regular segment. So like we're good. But I felt very honored that you were like, this is the Obama level recording that we just lost. Honestly. And I was like, damn, okay. I mean, if it wasn't Obama level, like you know, not to say that I don't revere you, revere you well, like you clearly Obama, did. you know, but we were saying some Obama shit. Yeah. Yeah, we were. We not were. really like stuff Obama would say, I don't think, but like that level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. It was. Yeah. And I, I felt think we like, did good. Oh, man, like that was like we had so many things. And I, I think we'll end up covering some of that here. We always do. I think it's worth it. Yeah. You know, Um but, you know, maybe let the people know what we're sort of planning to do with this because yeah. you were just on like three episodes ago i just started this and right and you know now we're back so yeah film the, in. the tale the idea if the idea you would. the idea so we did ours where i came in and did my interview on gold couch and yep. it was so fun and i think a lot of my listeners had been asking for that and kind of some feedback that i had gotten was with where all my friends people were like that's so rad like we love the guests you have but we want to hear more about you and i'm like i don't want to do like this like monologue of like today on the podcast or today in right. my week but you and I, like, we call each other, we're talking, we're always nerding out on something, we're always, like, riffing ideas. Yes. So I was like, dude, what if we just, like, do a semi-regular segment mm-hmm. where we just, like, catch up and talk about whatever the hell we've been thinking about over yes. the week or the month or however much? So that was kind of what we did the last week, and that's why I was like, bro, don't sweat. Like, we're never going to run out of things it's to talk about. just regular time, yeah. 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 But, like, just that idea of, like... We both have these podcasts that are, I guess you could say, like passion project, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's talking to and featuring guests, and you mm-hmm. really want to leave room to tell their stories. Mm-hmm. So, like, what if we just had a little regular segment where the, the podcasts collab and we just catch up on our, our general thoughts in life? Right. That aren't just like us being like, you know, when you're and you have a guest on, I still try to like share my own, obviously, like conversationally, my own experiences and how they relate, whatever. But it's like when uh, you kind of have room to sort of like expand in a way that's not like, oh, I don't want to be like out here like chomping up all this dude's time or girl's time when they're the ones. The reason that we're doing this is because I want to know more about them. Yeah. I'll cut myself short a little bit. And I know that you probably feel that way. Totally. I mean, even that time that we did the first one, the first gold couch, the one you were just referencing, where you were like, did I talk too much about X, (laughs) Y, and Z? Like, is this, was it okay? And all this stuff. And I was like, dude, it was great. But it's like, you're not, you're so not used to bringing your own life stuff to the table um, in a more expansive way. It's weird. It's weird when you like get into host mode Mm -hmm. 
you kind of have these, like, you'll set up a question, mm -hmm. you'll have a specific, you'll be like, I want to know about this one thing. And you ask the question and then you just shut up and right. you just listen. And it's right. so fun. But then when you flip the script and it's like telling your story, you'll get like, it's like you have an internal timer that you don't think about and you're talking for so right. long. And then you're like, oh, that's too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's really weird. Cut me off. Cut me yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was really looking forward to it too, because like, uh, and you know, we talked about bringing this up it's organically happening here. But my last guest, who I haven't aired yet, Jesse Nyberg, yeah. like an incredible graphic designer, but also an incredible content creator. I say that with like, with uh, with meaning, because a lot of times people are like content creator, you know, it's like very floofy right now. Yes, and sometimes I'm kind of like rolling my eyes immediately. Yeah, like it's like devalued. Like one, yeah. if you introduce somebody as a content creator, it's like oh, cool influencer. You like you do stuff on your phone, Dorito congratulations. Ads and yeah, exactly. Take selfie TikToks, and it's like not yeah. very. Uh, it's not really received as storytelling or like no high or, quality or, or as heavy or um, serious. Yeah, as, as other things. Yeah, like it's easy yeah. to like discredit it, or it's easy like to think of it on like kind of like the cringier side, which mm -hmm. is so fucked, honestly, because like yeah. there's such beautiful iterations of it. Well, and it takes so much time mm -hmm. to put this stuff together. If anybody out there has tried to put together a TikTok or a reel uh, that is a hater on mm -hmm. this type of stuff, if they took the time, like I see my girl who's she's crazy good at reels, she'll be on her phone for like fucking an hour putting together like the illust reel yeah but it's like it takes time dude yeah and, and effort the more effortless it looks when you watch and yeah. consume it probably the more time that was put into making totally. it feel effortless totally yeah and so it's like a big deal to me i think it's like when i was talking to him it got me so much more stoked about yeah. that and i think like this segment with us to me also is sort of like aiding in my own kind of quest to like understand how to put out more content about what I do. Yeah. You know, in a Dude, way that yes. doesn't feel cringy or yes. undervalued. Because we whatever. both run into that problem. Like the podcast mm -hmm. is so fun. I love telling and hearing people's mm -hmm. stories. But then oftentimes people are like, oh yeah, like what is it that you do? Like I see you involved in all these right. things and you have the same curse totally. where it's like, you're pretty good at doing just about everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then like to present that is sometimes hard. So if we right. have this moment where we can just talk about random projects we do or mm -hmm. create things that are more around us, mm -hmm. it kind of like feels uh, unnatural, but it's a, I don't know. No, that's but, like exactly like, I mean, when you had first pitched it to me, that was kind of the thing where I was like, oh shit, like that is a good idea. Yeah. Because very rarely, like I did it the other day just to try it out. Yeah. Like where I like first person. I yeah. think, you know, like on my thing, I was talking about, I was rambling about something. I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was about how um, things are only tending to projects that are on fire and not making time for yourself. Yes. And I was just thinking so like, real. I just did it out of passion of my heart because I was frustrated and the day wasn't really going that well. That was the only time I've really done something like that. And it was fine, but still didn't feel as good as being able to actually like open it up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like grateful. Because when you have here. a good friend that understands what you do and they kind of like nudge you to be like, that's not true. You did more. Talk <laughs> about it more. Like, right. Or like asks the right questions and all right. that. Right. Well, it turns it into a conversation instead of like this sort of like, you know, one way yeah. kind of thing that's like, oh, well, just I'm curious. And it's it maybe a little too meta to talk about an episode that you just recorded because the episode is there. Right. But as I haven't heard it as right sure. now, it hasn't come out. When we were talking on the phone, you were like really inspired by him mm -hmm. the other day where you mm -hmm. were telling me about the episode. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cool. 
made me think of like slightly different generations of people using the internet. Yes. Because you said homie's been doing it for like eight years. Dude, he's like been that. doing like it for he's eight years. He's got time in the game, but he's, he's young. No, longer. He's been doing it since he started putting out YouTube videos when he was 14 and now he's 25. Insane. 11 years of yeah. creating content, quote unquote. Um, and I would say that YouTubers probably in a weird way are probably like the very first like content creators like where it's like, it's like content forward more so or i don't know maybe that's not a good supposition i mean like where it's like like doing something that's first person where you're like and i guess that's kind of where i'm like content creation can be so many fucking things oh i get it though you're saying first person though first person like like talking to a camera or doing a tutorial or doing something that is like content driven and and purpose driven like in that way where it's not just like like Instagram, I've been using as a portfolio. I don't yes. really consider that content. Right. Or it's like, wh- which, like literally, which direction is the camera facing? Right. When you're showing right. your work, the camera is facing towards your work. Totally. When you're YouTubing, or YouTubing, I guess, sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like when you're making something first person, the camera is facing you. You right. are narrating. You are sharing that. It's very, it's very first person and very, I think, contemporary nowadays. Mm. I think it's, there's more of that. Yeah. Right. There's more of the person in it yeah you know well it's weird for me like we both have had our time of like touring with bands Mm -hmm. and that and i think back to i guess it would have been like 2008 through 2000 uh, like 13 or 14 Mm -hmm. filming ourselves like the whole like selfie video or like having we had a flip minnow it was Mm -hmm. like before gopros and shit but like a little portable video camera i remember those Yeah. yeah and it was like you'd record it would flip and there was a USB port and you just dump footage. It was mm-hmm, sick. Mm-hmm. But like to us, that was it. Like that's all you did. It was right. very raw. It was very vlog. I remember at that time we made a separate YouTube channel and called it like uh, Clips Mobile or it was like blank mobile oh. because there wasn't a spot for short term, short form content. And to us, it was so natural. And yeah. it's so weird to me now where it's not like I wouldn't say like, oh, I've gotten old. That's right. not why I do it. But it's just that I fell out of practice. Mm. At the time then, it was so necessary. It was so natural. We were all encouraging right. it. And then I went from the band stuff to the label. And the label, like nobody, nobody, like labels, like people are so much like, not us. No, don't show us. Don't. And I, I think that's whack. Like I yeah. think I think that labels and management, like you shouldn't try to steal the shine from your artist, but you should share and show what, what part of it you totally. are. But it wasn't encouraged. And like, I didn't really feel comfortable being mm-hmm. the new kid to come in. I should have. Right. Uh, but you know, I didn't. In retrospect, so. but always that conversation, you should have. Yeah, I should have. You know, it's like, I was right. Yeah, shit. it's that uncomfortable shit yeah. that catches on. So like then, and I kind of fell out of practice. I was like, all right, all right, that's not the game. I'll, I'll do this. I'll mm-hmm. focus. I'll learn this mm-hmm. other skill. And then like continuously, like it was just kind of like, and it's kind of fun. Like it's fun to give other people shine and to showcase other people and to learn. So my life kind of just naturally, I went from like doing a ton of it to phasing away from it. And now much later, I realized like the insane value in it, but it has to just be natural. You can't yeah. do it from a way of like, I want value and I want followers right. well, and I want It's like this. the corporate take where they're like, okay, this is working. So like, let's go do it. Yeah. And it's like, most times it doesn't really land. No, you, you can know, feel it instantly. It's, it's like lately, like I've been working with brands who are bi- building out like memes mm, for themselves. Oh God, so, no. It's so hard to hit, dude. Like there's probably 5% or less 
of corporate memes that I'm like, oh, that, that was funny. Wait, but it, it, right now in 20, well, I'm saying 2022, we're about to be 2023. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're working with a brand that still wants to do meme shit? Yeah. Well, they're trying everything. I think everyone's, I think also should be said, every brand's trying everything right now. I guess from my perspective, just like looking through the lens of knowing the brands I'm working with right now uh, and the positions that they're all in. Yeah. A lot of them are just launched. A yeah. lot of them are just getting their boots on the ground. Uh, so I think they're trying to find their voice. Trying to find their voice. Find where they and can. yeah, Apple's privacy. Oops, Apple's privacy thing fucked up the entire digital marketing industry because you can't easily profile people anymore. Oh my so god! So you don't know who you're. You don't know. You can't target as easily. Yeah. So therefore, and it's um, it's saturated. It's oversaturated. The the yeah. advertising market. Yeah. So you've got an oversaturated market where everyone's trying to like raise their hand higher, yeah. which means spending more money. Right. And then on top of that, you've got a content saturation problem and a targeting problem. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of brands right now are going, okay, well, the old way is not going to work. Yeah. We can't just make a sexy ad mm-hmm. and put some money behind it and get a 6X ROAS yeah. or whatever. It's like you need to do more. You need to figure out what is actually going to work. Yep. So I see a lot of brands right now just throwing the fucking kitchen sink at it right now because they're like, what do we do now? Okay, so it's I have weird two w- world. huge thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. But in, in this episode being a thing where we get to share more yeah. about ourselves, yes. this is such a perfect moment for me to poke you on a little bit of what you do and oh, share yeah, a look yeah. into that. Yeah. So you have brands that are coming to you trying to try this stuff. Mm-hmm. So like share a little bit about why that is and what you're doing for brands. Cause mm. I think that's a really cool thing to share about Gordy and like right. current life of you. Yeah. And actually your friend brought that up like for our last podcast. Yeah. He's like, you guys need to like back up a little bit. Yes. So we're like diving into shit. That's like very nuanced. Yes. Right. So like maybe more of the meat and potatoes of it all. So for me, um, in the role that I kind of assume with a mm-hmm. lot of this stuff I hate using this phrase because it's almost like content creator. Maybe it's been beat to death a little bit in culture, but um, creative directing, I Mm, suppose, a creative director role. It feels like the new way that anybody can put entrepreneur in their bio, but I feel like with the years in the game and what you're doing, you actually have earned that title. Continue. Well, there's, and there's, there's levels to this shit. So like for me this year, six months in, I started actually like cataloging all my time and being like, what did I do? Was that a design job? Mm-hmm. Was it a photography job? Was it a video job? Was it a creative director? Whatever. Yeah. And I started asking myself, what makes the difference between creative director and design? Because a lot of the time, they're sort of one and the same. Oh, yeah. So if I'm cr- being the creative director on something, yeah. oftentimes I'm not just mood boarding. I'm like doing shit. Oh. But the way that I categorize for my own metrics, what a creative direction role or task would be in a day is... Um, if I have to, if I have to give my entire mind to it, that's a creative direction role. You want me to tech pack a fucking t-shirt for you? That's design. Whoa. You want me to lay out a book that you already have the copy written for? That's design. But if you want me to write the copy, if you want me to come up with the concept, or if you want me to, you're going to give me some bullet points and now I have to craft a vision for you. And oh, go, wow. they're like, oh, we're a toothpaste toothpaste brand. I don't work with any toothpaste brands, but we're a yes. toothpaste brand. And we want to highlight um, that this doesn't wear your enamel down, that it's um, good for your gums and that dentists recommend it. Yeah. Make us an ad. So it's like, 
there's no copy, there's no marketing language, there's no shtick, there's, there's no, no brand identity, brand identity. Yeah. there's no v- visual, uh, maybe like language or inspiration. They spent so much time making the product, right? And they know they have a good product, right. but that's it, right? And, and so then they come to you. Then you got to so then as that in that role, and luckily I have other people to do this with me uh, that help, you yeah. know, like I'll, I work with this agency called sender a oh, lot. Cool. And like, they have a contractors that are really, really like savvy and good with like this part of the, the process, but it's essentially like, okay, we're a brand. We do this stuff. This is our product and this is why it's special. Yeah. Now as in my role and in their role and our sort of collective managerial almost, I guess it's really like, yeah, almost C-suite shit, like creative officer shit where it's like, now you have to tease out like things from them that you can now visually uh, implore or uh, what's the word? Mm, mm. Deploy. 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 The word is deploy. The, yeah. I you can creatively deploy, time. right? Deploy for 500. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of times it's like big stuff like that where mm-hmm. it's like larger vision and it's kind of like, yeah, mood boarding's involved, but mm-hmm. also a lot of mocking up stuff. Like a lot of times when I'm working with juniors, like a junior designer, or if I'm like passing off work to a video editor and an animator or whatever, I know how to do all those things enough where I'll either make a version of it mm-hmm. and say, make them all look like this, Yeah, which is kind of an art director role. And this is where it gets weird. Well, but I don't think like, that's you know, the thing but, is this day and age, there's too much saturation of also incredibly creative qualified people right so i don't think that these like specific in a bucket roles exist as much like, no they don't you could define I mean, it you but... can go to a agency and mm-hmm. you could meet an art director who has these very narrow roles yeah. and a creative director who has these narrow roles and etc yeah for me i don't have that i don't know if that's a luxury mm. or whatever but mm. i don't have that so mm-hmm. it's like for me i'm expected to do everything in my life uh what i what i end up doing for for clients from Tech packing, which means preparing a file for print. Yep. Preparing a file. Like very, very, very specific measurements and colors. Tech pack, technical pack. Yeah. Right. These Pantones, these are the measurements. Here's the bleed. Yeah. Here you go, factory that is printing. These are manufacturing. And and oftentimes these factories are in other countries. Yes. So they have to be very, very well done. Yes. In order for the product to suffer. Yeah. 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 So I'll do anything from that to like huge, like I just got assigned the other day uh, to basically come up with all of the brand guidelines for like how they're going to conduct their Instagram. Yep. So Colors, these are the kind voice, of, yeah, language. these are the the color or sorry, like photo edits that make sense. Um, you know, we always want the blacks to feel a little lifted and feel a little more vintage. We don't want it to be oversaturated uh, with color, you know, a little bit undersaturated, kind of like this surf video or whatever. Yeah. If we put text on an image, it always has to be white and it should always be this font. Yeah. Um, we should only do one text post, you know, text on image posts every six posts God. at max, you know, what? shit like that. That's like real dialed, like. So you do all that. Directing. Yeah. Do you like. Man, I have so many. I'm turning this into an interview for you. Damn it! Um, no, this is this is good though. Do you uh, do you ever have the desire to make your own brand? Like, if you understand it from start to finish. Yes. So funny when I when I was trying to find my other notebook. Yeah. I like grabbed this. I was like, "Fuck, where? I don't have my other one. I have two notebooks yeah. or two moleskins. One is for writing stuff. It's got dots and grids and shit. Yep. And the this one's a drawing one uh, usually. Uh huh. And I like opened up to this page where I had like developed out like the Peralo brand, like no all of like the way. first things. I don't remember where it went here. Oh my God. It's so cool to see. 
I'm like watching you flip through and there's like there's so drawings, but then there's illustration and text. And there's all sorts of random shit. Oh yeah, so here we go. Oh, is this, I thought I got further. Oh, I is that a game of Hangman too? Yeah, yeah, there's some hang, Hangman in here. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. I was just, these actually, this isn't like as developed as I thought it was. <laughs> I was like coming up with like shirt ideas and shit, but right. I had this kind of, um, I had this goal with the studio I mean, I call this Studio Peralo, and I have from the beginning, and yeah. I've always been like, should it just be Peralo? Should I just like cut it kind of like a you know, big box agency would not have a studio in the name? It would be the whole name. Mm -hmm. I've been fucking around with that for a while in my brain, and then I kind of thought the other day, like not the other day, several months ago, that like Peralo as a brand would be beautiful. It's tight. You know, it's like a beautiful word, beautiful, and I could just see it, you know? Yeah, if it I means can see a lot it, if you. I can yeah. see the the vision yeah like almost immediately yeah i know that it's gonna be like good to go so that's know? there that's certainly there so that's there i've actually i've lined up um an incense custom incense producer that's right down the street that no i'm gonna be doing way. custom incense i mean this is all i haven't done any of it yet but, but these are this these is are, what this you're is in the, the work this is the this dream is, yeah. yeah so like my goal is in 2023 i want to launch my studio website yep. which will be featuring the work of the studio and all that we've done in the last year mm-hmm if you can imagine a navigation bar, it would be like home, you know, work, and then like shop or yeah. like brand, maybe yeah, brand, even yeah. better brand. And then that will take you to our brand's sort of um, e-commerce store that yeah. will be separate from the studio, but still obviously sharing the same name. So it'll be kind of like integrated. Yeah. So I want to do top of the year. I want to be able to drop a small capsule that's just t-shirt, hoodie, um, and then some home goods, incense. Ooh. Uh, what was the other thing I had? Can you get in a mind? candle? Can you do a, a candle? candle? Yeah, candle. I got I got a candle uh, brand that I'm I more know. of a candle guy than incense guy. Love it's candles. Very selfish. But, I know. Yeah. I was before I had the studio, and now I burn incense like I fucking <laughs> drink water. It's like a lot. <laughs> I know. No one knows how much water I drink, but I I drink a lot of water. I mean, I feel like you know. a lot of people people drink water. People do yeah, drink water. No, I'm, I'm following. You got it. You got and it. And actually, the last time, the well, I guess it would be the first episode. You, I was showing you on the studio. And you were like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why aren't you doing a brand? Like, yeah. why are you just like, you know, why, why wouldn't you kind of thing? Yeah. And I think that's something I even wanted to dig in in this podcast was like, for me, I think I have an affliction of like trying to, well, I get tied down by the, the jobs. Yes. Tied down by the money. Yes. Tied down by all the things I have to do yeah. in order to sustain this. Right. Because this is a fucking machine. Yes. Like I looked at my expenses uh, because we're doing taxes and I was just kind of like you doing a re-budgeting for 2023. I was like, this place costs so much money. <laughs> and it's I mean, not even like that like... high of rent. It's for LA. It's like pretty mellow, but it's like the amount of... Oh, bought this equipment. Now you got that payment and, you know, rent. Uh -oh. And then my second rent, which is my, my, my apartment home. and yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's like, I have to make so much money every year in order to even like maintain. Yeah. So it's, it's like daunting to think, oh, I'll just, I'll just start a brand too, where I'll yep. owe even more money or whatever. This is an important you know? moment to talk about because mm -hmm. it's like, I think both you and I talk about this as well. And I think we both now, finally, after a long time, mm -hmm. love what we do for work, the yes. thing that, that brings us money. Right. But you talk about doing the podcast, you talk about doing Peralia. For me, like, it's like, I have my job at Race Service, which is like my easily 40 plus yeah. and I love it like yeah. and there I guess I call myself a producer yeah. I'm like every day every hour I'm working on a fun creative project mm -hmm. with, with incredible people 
So it's like, by no means am I sitting there being like, man, I wish I was doing this. Right. And I'm sure you feel the same way, like when you're deep in creative oh, direction yeah. for these brands. But then we still have this desire. Like I have where mm -hmm. all my friends, you have gold couch, you right. also have Peralo. Like, I think a lot of people have that right now. Yeah. And I think that like that having blind faith mm. in the greater picture, the bigger picture. Right where I was talking to a homie and he does TikToks and again, talk about like creators who fucking really have an art. He does a daily vlog, Jack Cook. He's did a daily blog vlog for 450 days now. Oh, and wow. it is impeccable storytelling. Whoa. And we were chopping it up last week and he's saying like, he's like, dude, for two years, like I was getting maybe a thousand views on TikTok. Right. And I'm like, y what? Like, fuck bro. Right. You didn't want to stop? He's like, no, dude. He's like, I was in love with the process. I was so in mm. love with just making it. And I was like, oh, That's shit. The juice. And then it actually <laughs> started to catch. And now, well, I don't know. Because he does so much video editing. And so, like, he is a videographer. He is an, mm -hmm. a storyteller through video. Now it's starting to pick up where people are starting to get involved. He's starting to get brand deals. He's starting to get things. And it's, like, going. And he's equally as happy. But I was thinking about that for both you and I and kind of where we're at with our stuff is, like, I, not that money is success, but I think we're mm. successful because we get to do a lot of the shit we love. Right. However, we're still chasing on our passion projects. Mm -hmm. If you were to attribute numbers and money to where all my friends, Gold Couch or Peralo, mm -hmm. it's not like we could live off of that right. at all. Right. But I find myself more and more inspired right now just with the process and, and just mm. doing it. Where like this podcast, like this is just something we like doing. Peralo, like if you yeah. love it, like it's just so cool to live in that. Yes. I don't know, like that. No, that, it's totally. Well, I've really been in that. Of, that's amazing. And, and yes. It's funny because I actually took a break. Like mm -hmm. right now, as we're recording, mm -hmm. it's the middle of December, and I took December off from where all my friends, which you haven't done in a long three years, time, right? The whole time. That's insane. Because I'm so strict on myself. Yeah, I'm so much like consistency, mm -hmm. discipline, consistency. I think that there's so much. Uh, it's just like proof in the pudding, like yeah. actions over words, like do the thing. Right. But then I was like, fuck, like I want to do this forever. If you were to tell me when mm -hmm. I was like 80 years old, I'm still sitting down with people doing a podcast a week, interviewing somebody remarkable, sign me up. I'm You'd in. That's, I want that. I want to be doing that for that long. Right. And I'm like, if we don't give ourselves time to stay in love with and to push creativity forward with what we're doing, then you burn out. Totally. But if you if you really fall in love with the process and you give yourself the space and the time mm -hmm. to like innovate mm -hmm. or like I don't know for me like I was just like I need a second to like rebrand this shit and totally. catch up and record some higher quality episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, but all of that re inspires me and it keeps me going. Like it's not a fucking sprint; it's a marathon, right? And like, it's not. About I'm feeling this. that a lot lately. Yeah, no, that's that's major, dude. Like, yeah. and you'd brought up the process thing like several times. I'm obsessed with I it. I mean, I I'm think obsessed. in just in general, right? It's yes. like this thing that you know you're like trust the process, be it's, authentic. Yes, right. That's it. And I think the trust part is the hard part, right? Because mm -hmm. you're just like the kid who got only a thousand, yeah, Jack, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like there's something to enjoying the process that kind of draws back to being a little kid. Right. And so it's like, I was thinking when you were talking about that, the first time I ever really connected with drawing 
and I was never really an, uh, like super good at drawing. Like that wasn't like my thing when yeah. I was a kid. I was a musician and I kind of doodled. Uh-huh. I drew like skate logos and stuff. Yeah, but I yeah, wasn't I like a draw a portrait yeah. type of person. And the first time that I really connected with it, and I just remember, and actually, really, honestly, it might have been the first time I was ever in flow, which I'm now a huge proponent of Ugh. flow. And if and, and everyone should look that up. Dude, Every I heard kind of person. I heard a great explanation of flow. Okay. Basketball player talking about flow being Amazing. in a flow state. Yes. Just, it felt. It feels like you're playing the game in slow motion, yes. where you're you're in it so deep that you know the next play and you're moving in a way where you can calculate everything and that's all you see. But it's almost like you have this insane advantage because you are moving slow motion or things around you are moving in slow motion. So you can just navigate through it. Yes, it's like that in that Marvel movie where the guy who's like really fast, you know that scene where like- I don't really watch a lot of Marvel movies. Maybe it wasn't Marvel, it was a X-Men movie. It was, uh, same fucking difference. But yeah. it's like this guy, his whole thing is he can go really fast. Yeah. So the scene is the scenes he has are so beautiful because it'll be like a shootout. Yeah. And he'll be like, all right, put on his little goggles. You like be right back. And then it shows things from his point of view. And everything is in like literal like 9000 frames a second. Like the bolts going like this. Yep. You know what I mean? And he's like going like doop. And he's yes, like grabbing all the bullets. That's flow. And he's like, you know what I mean? That that's is flow. flow. Exactly. Anyway, continue. So and so I'm yeah. obsessed with the process. You're obsessed with flow. Right. And th- the process to me that uh, and flow are like interchangeable yeah. in a way. Or I guess if you're obsessed with the process, you will get into flow pretty immediately. Yeah. If you're obsessed with the process. And you were talking about drawing? And when I was drawing, I remember and I even remember it in my head. I gave it to my friend Clay as, as a gift. I, I remember what I drew and it was a weird drawing. I drew a lot of weird shit yeah. when I was like younger. So I was probably 18 maybe. Yeah. 19. And uh, I just remember being so into it. Yeah. And I was just like every, like I was so zoned that I got out of it. And one of the telltale signs of being in flow is that your hunger goes away. Your sort of pulse goes down. Like everything is like dialed and yeah. you sort of, can't even hear things really anymore. You're just sort of in it. Yeah. Right. And after you're out of it, it feels, you feel a little high. You feel Mm. a little like, whoa, like where was I? Yeah. Right. And for me, like that requires, I always try to get there. I'm always trying to find new ways to get into it faster, you Mm -hmm. know, um, for my own day to day job. But it's like the thing that really powers it is wonderment and loving the process. Oh, like you can't get to flow unless you're in love with it. Unless you're just in it and you're just going, I just can't wait to see what happens next. And you're not really thinking about the fact that there's this end to goal or that um, you're making money and you have to do this thing and blah, 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 whatever. Whatever all little details are, Uh it's like a sort of fall away. Uh And whenever I'm in that and I get a lot of stuff done, because you can get like three to four times as much stuff done if you're in flow. If you're Mm. out of it and you're (laughs) distracted, you're you're handicapped. See, I love this, but uh, like in our friend mm-hmm. discussion, I like, I don't know if I could intentionally be aware of flow and chase it as my vessel to get shit done. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's this elusive hard. muse. Like you can't like, no. to me, when well, you're in it, like, you're in it and it's amazing, but you can't force it. Well, you can only do things to encourage it. It's kind right. of like, did um, you read that book? Which one? The, the art of war, the war of art, the war it's on my table right now. I just bought it. Let's it's, go. It's right there under the typewriter. You show up for yeah. your muse, and yeah, then dude. you just let the rest happen. What's up? Well, it's like he so he t- he says he's like you. He talks about that a little mm. bit, where he's like, 
you want it to be there, but you can't, but you just have to show up every day and you just right. do the thing. I was going to talk about it like hunting a rare animal or something. <laughs> like I don't, I'm not a hunter, but like I'd imagine you can't make the bear come through yeah. when you want it to. Yeah. But you can do things to sort of encourage that. One of them is showing up every day and seeing if it'll be there. Oh, you yeah. Know, another one, and there's a great probability that it will be if you just show up. Yeah. Another one would be to put food out. Another one would be to maybe be quieter or hide in a different oh. place. So there's things you can do to enable it. And so for me, I'm like always just like tracking, like, what did I put in my body? Mm. You know, like, have I drank enough water? Am I good on coffee? Have I had too much coffee? Yeah. Um, lately, I've been really like noticing that if I have my AirPods in, on mute that like my focus is way better a lot of my distraction comes from my audio mm. or from my ears so there's things you can do to kind of get there but i think that for me as especially as like a grown-up or whatever it's yeah. like it's harder to find it if you're not thinking about it and if you're not doing stuff to help enable it and oh, cool. um and it's also harder to like being in love with the process because everything in this world is result-based yeah. It's not process based. Yeah. They're not patting you on the back for having a great day right. doing the thing that you love. They're patting you on the back when you turn it in. Right. So you're not even really incentivized mm -hmm. to love process. Well, and I think sense. that's what fucks up uh doing things for the long term and doing meaningful shit. Mm -hmm. Because like I think, and I don't know because mm -hmm. I'm in it, but I think those, all the good shit, all the things that people want at the end of the day come from the absolutely unproven, unconventional, uncomfortable things in the moment. Right. Like all the stories you hear of people that have gone on to make the dope thing, at mm -hmm. the time they were doing it, it didn't make sense. Right. It was just them listening to themselves and doing it. And it's kind of fucked now that like so many things are instant. Uh, you want it right away. And it should be transactional. It should be, oh, you finished this, you finished right. this, you finished this. But I think to get the special shit that people actually want, you got to just fuck off for a little bit and like do you and find yes. that flow and like get into it's, the process. Like, it doesn't happen right away. And I don't know, man. That's something that's hard. Like, like as somebody who has to be like, like sometimes I feel like the weird, like, like, um, I don't know what you'd call that. Like, like a horse that's getting whipped. It's <laughs> like just being like, do it. Yeah. Up with another great idea, fucker. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like this is your job. Yeah, dude. Figure it out. I, well, I would imagine you feel like that like crazy because All the it's time. like so much creativity. Can but, you do this? Can you do this? Can yeah. you think of this? And it's like, like sometimes you're like, no, I can't. Right. <laughs> Which is, it's so, it's such a different side of your brain. And it's, it's, that's why I admire you so much for turning this into a career and still having the creativity side. Because mm -hmm. for me, when I say that I'm a producer, it's like, right. A lot of times when I go and record a podcast, that's my creative outlet. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times for work, I'm helping the creatives bring the idea to life. Right. So you tech pack something out. I'm the one that this then says like, oh, I can get that fabric or like I can get that done in this right. time. Or you like, oh, you, you want to have an event? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I, I can, like, mm -hmm. we have what, four days? Yeah. Done. I got it. And it's, it's very tactile. It's very logistics. Mm -hmm. It's very like work with an entire team, coordinate this, get these numbers right, right, get these budgets, get the client to sign the scope so then you can get the deposit. Like that right. shit for me is fun because it's like I can make a to-do list and it's just like yes. and every step of the way is going to have its challenges and it's going to be like they didn't sign this in time, we're waiting on the deposit, we need extra thousands of dollars to get this done but we have to kind of like, there's challenges every step of the mm -hmm, way. Mm -hmm. 
but it's very tactile and it's very like uh it's not creative it's not in the ether right. it's bringing those ideas to life mm. it's oh this person wants to do this crazy event or wants to execute and produce this crazy thing that in their head is the crazy thing you're the one with the crazy thing i'm the right. one that's like all right cool but i think that's the balance too right where i've always viewed my super creative friends as like magicians because i'm like I don't have that the way that you do. And I almost feel like yours is harder, even though some could be like, oh, you just get to draw or you just get to come up with ideas. But it's like, yeah. that shit's not that easy. Well, it's not like, like you said, it's like with with flow, like you're trying to like, you know, like you can't just force it. Yeah. Whatever. But you're in this world of people needing it to be forced because, well, there's a deadline. Yes. Well, we're releasing this tomorrow. Yes. Or just through whatever. And that's, I think, maybe where like the magic of it all starts to like die. And yes. then you start doing stuff that it's not like I I'm not grateful mm-hmm. that I get to draw for a living or yeah. that I get to, you know, whatever. It's like make cool stuff, whatever. It's that when you're asked to when you when they crack the whip mm-hmm. and you're asked to just come up with magic yep. and spit it out, yep. it starts not becoming magic because it's manufactured. Yes. Well, know? and then because I also don't want to discredit especially what you do, mm-hmm. you also do the shit that I was just saying. Like with Peralo and with right. like your whole thing, when you take the risk to go and be creative on your own as mm-hmm. a profession, you have to set aside these moments where you make the thing. When the toothpaste company right. says, we don't got anything, but then you're also sending the invoices and then you're also paying the bills yeah. and then you're also upgrading the equipment. Yeah. So it's like that to me is where I have like utmost respect for the creatives because it's like that brain shift, the days that I come home and have to record a podcast after I've gone and checked the things off the list. Oof. It's like this deep meditation where you're like, mm-hmm. yes. All right, here we go. And it's like, <laughs> it's really a weird flip of a switch. And I bet it you is. so many people that like our audiences or mm-hmm. people that would listen to either one of these probably relate where they're like, totally. Well, so I, many I remember actually talking it. to Mike Carroll about this for all you s- skaters out there. Sick. Um, you just said that. And I was like, oh my God. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just got so excited. Whatever is about to be said, I'm just like, go on. I love, first of all, I love Mike Carroll think no I, I loved everybody at girl i loved rick and i love currently love rick and meg um all the owners only met spike jones once but i'm sure i'd love him too if yeah. i knew him but mike carroll bless his fucking soul is like one of the most authentic people i think i've ever met in my life really he's just he's just so himself really There's no way around it and he never lost the wonderment really never. how I don't know. I think it's maybe because <laughs> he skated <laughs> I don't maybe know. his whole life. Or maybe it's because he just never gave it up. It's like that quote that says, like, just because you're growing old doesn't mean you're growing up or whatever that quote is. He it's has like, that. He has that in, in spades and authentically, not like forced yeah. or anything like that, right? So there's certain things that I talk to him about that almost like would he be like, really? Like almost like he'd all never heard of this before, you know? And part of me was like, you've never heard of this before? Like, or you've never really. Ex- thought about this or experienced this but it's like that wonderment and like that thing about him that makes him so fucking special that's probably the reason why right like he wouldn't get caught in the weeds no. like all these like little no. things and all this overthinking and no. all that shit He's like, well his oh. all his shit was like he would come up with the best ideas in meetings we'd all be sitting there being like well we need to do this and oh blah 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 and like he would just come out of left field with the the funniest shit and the best ideas. Yeah. One time, not to get too sidetracked. No, 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 I am in. Okay. <laughs> one, one time, last, what was it, two Christmases ago, I was still there. Yeah. That girl. We had been talking about doing 
antiseptic wipes uh-huh. as um as like a product because it was like COVID and we were trying to like come up with funny things to to brand, you yeah. know, to like, oh, if we had these like, you know, is that the word for it? Antiseptic? The, I think so. Like, like, you know, like a, a wipe that like is just like getting hand sanitizer. Yeah, I think I'm pretty. Yeah, dude, something yes. like that, right? So these white antiseptic white septic wipes that we could brand and come up with some funny shtick to put on there uh, in our Crail tap font. Whatever. Yeah. We were talking about these things for maybe like, it had to have been over a month. It might've even been two months. We had been, you know, every week, where is it at with sampling? Where is it at with this art? Do you have any updates on the art for it? Any ideas for marketing? Yada, yada, yada. However many weeks that was in, somebody goes hand wipes or antiseptic hand wipes and Carol's head pops up and he goes, wait, these are for your, these are hand wipes? Yeah. We're like, what did you think they were? He goes, I thought we were making butt wipes. <laughs> and we were like, what? <laughs> like two, two months of meeting about this. And the whole time you thought we were talking about butt wipes? He's like, yeah, I mean, like wet wipes, you know? And I was like, oh my God, you're fucking brilliant. I was like, we need to do butt wipes. And everyone oh was like, God. yeah, we're doing butt wipes. Like, okay. And like, it's a whole thing switched. Oh. They're no longer antiseptic wipes. All we need is wet ones, basically. We need like a wet ones type uh-huh. of thing. I don't know if those kill germs. They probably do, but like, I don't know. They're for it's for the butt now. Yeah, like yeah. it's all about. So it was like the 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 phrase that ended up on the packaging was "shred the bull." Oh my! And God. it was all because Mike Carroll, in his like childlike wonderment, thought we were talking about butt wipes for two months, missed it completely every time we brought it up on the agenda, <laughs> and it was like a beautiful like idea was born of that, dude. And I and okay, so that was a sidebar. I remember going to China with with Carol and and Rick Howard, and we were at these we were touring these factories and all these things. And yeah. I was explaining to him like my woes of being in the art director role because at Girl, just like it is here, I do a lot of stuff, and it was like I wasn't just in charge of doing art. Like as an art director, I'm delegating a ton of stuff. I'm writing tons of emails. I'm linking. I'm like doing kind of little bit of producing, a little bit of project managing, a lot of stuff. Yeah would really not make a lot of room for, for creative work. It would make it really difficult, as you said, to flip the switch. Yes. So I might be in something, mm-hmm. doing something cool for girl, headphones mm-hmm. on, and I might be just hitting flow, which for yeah. me happens about 45 to an hour in, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Just hitting it. And somebody would be like, you know, God. hey, do you, have a, do you have a second to talk about this or look at that? And I like, I get infuriated if I'm ripped out of that too fast. Dude, if there's no so slope, yeah. I'm like, oh, like, the fuck do you want? Right. And it's not even them they just don't know or the thing. Like, yeah. It's because I was in this beautiful place, dude. It's yeah. like it's you you ripped me out of Fantasia. Yeah. And you put me into this fucking whatever this email is. response. Yeah. The fuck. Yeah. And I was explaining this to him, and I was like, and it's so weird because I get so angry. And it's not about the person. It's just like, it's just like you, you ripped me out of my state. Yeah. I'm explaining this to him. And I'm, cause I was, oh, cause I had said it's hard because I have a lot of admin tasks. And he goes, what are admin tasks? Stop it. Yeah. And that's why I was like, I fucking love you, Carol. I was like, admin tasks are like writing emails or organizing something, anything that's not art. He goes, oh, okay, I get it. And he goes, and I'm explaining this to him. And he goes, wow. He goes, I've never thought about this, but that happens to me every time I'm skating. 
and somebody and 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 I get into that state and he goes and then when somebody interrupts me I get so mad. He's I he goes I never understood why that happens. I never understood what was going on there and why I was, you know, getting angry when somebody would interrupt me and now I get it. I was like, "Yeah, bro, you were in flow." And I was just thinking about it and I'm like, "Oh yeah, skaters have to be in like the most intense um, flow, which, you know, it's really moving meditation and, uh, or uh, active meditation. It's like, you have to do that. If you're going to be doing the shit that they're doing, you need the utmost concentration. You need to be dialed in like a fucking like laser to be able to land the three flip to, you know, (laughs) nose manual fucking 180 out. Yeah. It's a whole thing in your head. You're just like, okay, like, I, you know, I'm going to do this and then this is going here and my body's going this way and I'm shifting my weight. And once I'm here, I'm going to pop, you know, you need that level of concentration. And it was just so beautiful explaining that to him and having him go, wow, like, and, and realize in himself that this is a place I go to often. And now he has this like direct line in with like talking to people like me who share that same thing in a different way. That's fucking you know, cool. It's beautiful. That's super cool. Yeah. So a lot a of G. a lot of a lot of points there. Wonderment. Yeah. Keep that shit Dude. forever. Dude. You know. And then you know it's kind of like, I guess, with artists, I was told at an art school like, by this guy, he's like, whenever you're there, he didn't call it flow. He said, but he goes, whenever you're there, he goes, protect that time with your life. Mm. He was like. Anything you can do to protect that time, do it, mm. you know, because he goes, you'll get three times as much done. Yeah. You know, and so See, that's like, cool. Damn, that's really cool. I yeah. like there's something that I think about, too, of because like whenever I listen to podcasts or whenever I talk and like people talk about it, there's the cynical side of me that says must be nice or like right, the, like, right. or maybe I'm so far gone. And I actually thought about something that ties into that that I think is so helpful for anybody that like maybe isn't there, like has has once been there is. I heard this quote somewhere where it's like to get the original spark or like if you feel burnt out and if you feel like you aren't, you're so far away from it. Mm -hmm. You have to remind yourself of the original reason, the original purpose, the the original reason why you did it in the first place. Right. And that's been something that's so helpful for me. Like sometimes even doing the shit you love, like you're on day four of 12 to 14 hour days and you're just fucking tired. Like yeah. you're very happy to be there. Everything is sick, you're but grateful. you're just fucking this beat. Sucks. Yeah. And to like bring that energy into the top of the day and keep shit going for me, I'll just like stop and I'll be like, I can't believe this is what I'm showing up to do. Or like right. the, the original, it's like, all I ever wanted to do was creative shit with my friends around cars or around whatever it is that I'm working on. Or like, if I feel like I'm not showing up super appreciative or like I'm so far from that, I just think back to like, wait a minute, like, yeah, young me, like, or to go to Gordy, be like, yeah, like every day you get to show up to your studio Mm -hmm. and create something Must be nice. and just keep that simple. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you have a deadline. Yeah, 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 whatever this and this, and you have a thousand Mm -hmm. other things and you have these bills, but it's like, wow. I get to show up and create this thing. Dude, and if you just day. keep that simple thing, it really resets me good. It's so good. Yeah. That's such a good call, man. I mean, it's a practice in gratitude. Yeah, and I guess it's that also is a practice in um in always being aware of your context. Yeah. You know, cuz it's so easy to just be 
you know, I've been in here for a year. This is starting to, I, I do all things all the time to make it not feel like a job. Mm. So I'm like, this is starting to feel like a job. I got yeah. like, Something's got to change. Yeah. I need a Tuesday off yeah. or something. Something's uh-huh. got to go. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I'll, I'll start missing out on the gratitude part. But also I think it's like, yeah, taking that step back and going, wow, I really, I get to do this, you know? And even though, you know, there's things that we'd want to do that maybe like we're, you know, not doing at the time, like you're like, oh, like, oh, there's so many emails or, oh, there's this or that. And it's like, just remembering what that's all attached to. Yeah. And for you, it's like, actually was sort of the end goal. You know, it was like the thing that you had in your head that was like, this would be sick if I could blank. hundred percent. And for me, I remember my earliest thoughts of when I first started designing stuff. So I was like 18, like, I think 17, 18 like learning Photoshop and Illustrator in, in a coffee shop and thinking my dream is to be able to wake up and, and be able to go to my studio. And it looked like this. No my, way. Yeah, dude. The brick wall, the cool fucking industrial window, yeah. the wood floor, yep. you know what I mean? The white walls, like the space that's yeah. my space that yeah. I can go in and make whatever I want. And, um, and in my little dream, it would be like, and I'm working for these really cool clients, like only cool clients, like nothing, nothing bullshit, whatever. And it's like, here I am, I'm working with a functional mushroom company called Alice mushrooms, a super sick news, um, sparkling spirits brand called West peak. Uh, who else we got Gura gear, which is like a lifestyle and bag company. I do, I worked with chocolate and girl skateboards for like, five years of my life you know what i mean like and then i'm working with a a mezcal brand and then yeah and then um all the album artwork for like mike posner like working with artists yeah like all all so many things to like be grateful for and to be like oh my god i actually did it yeah like woo but like you don't get it you don't ever allow i mean i don't ever allow myself that time to be like woo i did it i am doing it Ooh, question this is funny (laughs) because guess that yeah i was thinking about this and i like legitimately i'm forcing myself to do it i don't care if i post it on social Mm -hmm. but something that i need to do this year is it's been such a blur of so much shit that i've been excited about that i haven't done a year end recap for myself of like where the year started to end because i'm like fuck like i did all these projects with porsche for myself this year with race service and i'm like oh my god like that was the dream. Like the first toy I ever picked off the shelf as a kid oh. was a little 911. Oh. And like I had always, I mean, for all of the time <laughs> that so I worked beautiful. in music, I liked music. I loved cars. Mm-hmm. I was afraid to work in automotive because I didn't want to fuck up the thing I love. Right. And then I took that risk and I was like, oh, wait, no, this nope, is everything. This is I love it. I love like this. we're in it. And mm-hmm. now I kind of get this fun world where it's like I still partner in the label and then I still talk about music on the podcast, but then I'm working every day in cars and I'm like, oh my God. But thinking about this year, I'm like, yo, I think that it's so fucking easy in this day and age to forget or to just move on to the next project. Right. I really want to carve out a day and like month by month scroll through my camera roll and like scroll through all my notes and be like, what happened? Like just like to really note all the projects Mm -hmm. that I did and like my role in them and like the the fun and the feeling that I got from them and the memories. Cause it's like, God, we, we started the year like, we went to Miami with like two days notice. Um, Aston Martin True. had a driver, uh, this really dope driver, Jess Hawkins. 
and she's like the the backup seat for their Formula One team. So Whoa. she could drive. I might be butchering that, but basically like she could drive. There's main drivers, but she's like in a backup seat. True. But she's also a driver in her own class. Backup okay. So, um, so I'm like sorry, a, backup seats, um, proverbial. There's not, there's not two seats. In correct, a correct. One. Okay, like, yeah. like she could sub <laughs> like, in. Okay, right, right, right. But like, so we had this very limited time, and we fly out there and tell her story of like how there's like so few women in motorsport at that level, and it ends up being this like super like compelling, beautiful piece where we get to the hotel. We're meeting with her. We have like forty eight hours maybe to mm -hmm. film all this. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there, it's literally me and like I'm producing it. And then there's a videographer and a photographer. It's three of us. That's all. We red eye from LA to Miami. We have 48 hours <laughs> and we have this whole story to tell with basically no brief, but they're just wow. like, here's a budget. She's in Miami for the first time. Go tell a story. <laughs> and we sit down in the hotel lobby and we're kind of like talking about like the, the typical storyboard you'd film, yeah. like the typical video. And I stop and I'm like, you've never been to Miami? And she's like, I've never been to Florida. Like, I, like she lives in the UK. Oh, and I'm like, shit. what do you want to do? And she's like, I so, like somebody made a joke about like alligators. She's like, I've never seen an alligator. <laughs> and I'm like, really? I call my brother and I'm like, yo, do we have the plug? Cause my brother's like through and through Florida. And right. like, I haven't been there in a minute. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'll hit up my guy. And what? it's like, it, dude, it's eight in, the, eight in the morning that we're doing this. By noon, we're on a fucking airboat in the middle of the Everglades showing her this crazy oh, VIP tour. my God. And like, bro, I made that, that, I pulled that out of the fucking ether. Yes. Like, if I hadn't just been like, what are you actually excited about? Let's, yeah. That wouldn't have happened. And no. that, now I'm looking back and I'm like, that was this year. It was one of the most fun days. And oh, like, that piece so is something cool. that I'm so proud of. And like, talking to you right now i forgot that was this year like i don't know i just want to go back and like i think everybody should do that of like think about your year yes. think about the shit because like i've always wanted to do that oh my god like even just go january just like i just can look at my shit what Highlights. did i get done what yeah. happened where'd dude. i go dude yeah you know? i don't That's know so I, beautiful man and and also last time we did the the fake muted podcast yeah. <laughs> um, fake muted which podcast. in my which in my shit is called G oh, what was it? GCO 2.5. 2.5. Yeah. I, I was, almost thought like, about wearing the exact same clothes I and did just too. pretending I like did, we like too. we nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. But when we talked about that, and I want you to expand on this a little bit more in the spirit of you talking more about yourself. And also I think the people need to know you just mentioned it like as if it was fucking nothing. And yeah. you're wearing a Porsche jacket, yeah. co-branded with race service. Can we talk about Stuttgart? Oh my God. Yeah. That was like another one where, uh, fuck it. I don't even remember. It had to have been like summer, like June ish that the mm -hmm. conversation started. But, uh, to, uh, do you experience this where like corporate, like I love it, but learning about these dream brands and all that, you're like the, the layers of what it takes to do the dream project. Oh, so Art. Porsche has three Big divisions company. basically where they have, uh, PCNA, which is like North America. Mm-hmm. And then they have PAG, which is like automotive group. It's global. And then they have uh, Germany, Porsche Germany. And all of them kind of have their own little lanes and where they activate and who does what. And I'm a student of that. Right. But basically, Porsche Germany had seen what race service was doing. We did, uh, fuck, we did that crazy F1 Miami Red Bull project too. Whoa. 
Oh wait, the one you just talked about? No, no that was one. totally oh, separate. Oh right, Red Bull, yeah. dude. Oh, oh my god! But anyway, you so, do need a recap, dude. So <laughs> they saw this project. We made this dope jacket for the Red Bull guest house, like mm-hmm. all the VVIPs that went to the Miami Grand Prix race. And that that jacket kind of made like a moment. Like Bad Bunny got one. A lot of the F1 drivers got mm-hmm. them, and it was like this tiny little splash of like culture in motorsport, yes. where everyone saw this race service Red Bull jacket. So Porsche comes later in the year, they're visiting the space and they see it. And I, I wasn't there that day. It was James Kirkham, who's the co-founder and like the, the head head of brand, mm-hmm. but he's meeting with them and they see the jacket and he tells me, he's like, he like, they see it and they're just like this, we've been looking for something like this feeling, this inspiration, like you guys get it. And this is like the beginning of this conversation of race service doing a collaborative capsule with Porsche. And typically you can't do that because Porsche has Porsche design and it's very Mm. political. There's layers, but they have a brand store in Germany. And it was like to feature Los Angeles and to feature specific artists and brands and creators. So race service got to do it along that. But that was like such a dream project. And like, I'm fuck, I'm wearing it now. Like it's so crazy. And I don't want to front like I'm like Mr. Style, Mr. Fashion. Like I know these things. I just love making dope shit with my friends. And a lot of the RS team is that. Which in a lot of ways makes you what you just said you weren't. But that's all right. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. But uh, yeah, like doing that project with our brand team and taking an idea and taking their ideas and bringing them to life, ultimately, like just being a part of it, being the producer, getting the fabrics, running the project, making sure everything was done on time, figuring out the global shipping. Ultimately, Porsche was like, well, you need to be a part of it. And they invite us out to the grand opening of the store to celebrate it. And James, the co-founder and the head of all of yeah. it, like gave this beautiful speech. And it was just a moment for me where, I mean, fuck, not too many years ago, I was like, on the outside looking in doing a production management job for a fitness supplement company. And Mm. I was like, just fucking bumming dude. Like it was like money, but no fulfillment. And I would have done this whole project for free just to be around it and be a part of it. So to be in that, like once we had landed and to be standing in that store and there was a line out the door, the capsule sold out so fast and to be in Germany, we weren't supposed to be there on Saturday after and I was just walking to say goodbye. Like we had stayed an extra day mm-hmm. and sat, I didn't realize Saturday was the day that the store opened and I walk up and there's this fucking line out the door, like a, like a Supreme drop. Whoa. And I'm like, I asked him, I was like, Hey, like, are you guys like, what's going on? Is there something that I didn't know about today? And like, Oh no, that's for your guys's capsule. And I was like, the fuck? What? <laughs> I call the guys and meet. I was like, you guys need to get over here right now. And like, it was just so special. Damn. And like that, so beautiful i don't know like those moments like that's shit that uh i don't like what maybe i posted one thing on instagram like right. it's so hard to like really talk about what that is but right and that's the whole reason i was like you know in this in the spirit of this new segment that has yet to be named i'm sure will someday maybe yeah. we'll come up with something but until until then it's just another another just combo another, yeah you know what i mean it's like i think you know i was gonna say is in the spirit of that I, of our idea here is like hearing about you a little bit more when that all happened. I remember watching it go down in real time on a, Instagram. Oh yeah. Like stories. It manifests in stories that last 24 hours, maybe one carousel Instagram post, yeah. maybe two if you're feeling. Yeah. If you're really feeling, really spicy. feeling yourself, yeah. right. Three, if you're really, whatever, but it's like, <laughs> there's not enough 
and it's like even with a hard post there's just really not a, a whole lot of like um it doesn't surface enough no. you know 12 posts back it's like it never happened yeah so it's like to actually hear about it and to really be able to like live through that and hear about it with you and like actually from your mouth instead of like just watching like all these random cool little like oh look at this and i'm here and this is rad and look yeah. at these cool people getting to actually put together the pieces and really fucking hear about it because yeah. um it's something that's so special and like i think that you know that's the curse of like doing rad shit is and maybe the reason maybe this could even be the antidote to like us feeling like not that special anymore you know yeah. because it's like you don't really ever get a chance to like talk about it in a way that makes you go damn that was cool yeah and you know like I mean? it's so far from trying to brag about it but no. it's just you don't really get a moment you don't get like, a chance and fucking dude it doesn't as i'm thinking about it i'm like i feel like as a friend even off of a mic like to more than just you and to like mm -hmm. make your homies brag a little bit about yeah. the shit they're doing like in general friend conversation because mm -hmm. it's like it's so easy to not appreciate the right. shit you're doing. Or if you're like a humble person like you, you know, it's like you're not gonna go out of your way to be like, yo, guess what I did? No. Guess who I worked with? You know what I mean? And really, you know, being out here especially, you know, the the land of show business, it's like everyone's working with everybody. I, on a daily basis, somebody's like, oh yeah, I saw Chappelle at an after party last night. It was yep. so, he was so cool. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> random shit, right? My girl's like, uh, Gordon Ramsay gets his hair done at my girl's spot, you know, uh, Spoken Wheel in, yeah. in West Hollywood. Uh, ASAP Ferg goes there. Tyler, the creator goes there, comes in all the time. It's like, these it's things so are normal. just always happening. Yeah. And so, A, you don't want to be that guy or girl who's like, yeah, you know, like, mm, like I'm fucking the shit because I know famous people on the same hand we're so blessed to be in a space where like the it's all it all comes in right mm -hmm. it's like the part of la that inspired me the most when i first moved here was like all these headquarters are here yo there's so many headquarters here there's no headquarters where i'm from target that's it whoa so it's like here oh you want to work in-house at fill in the blank brand yeah. they probably got headquarters here Dude. probably I forgot about the magic of being like, I, I had the same thing for yeah. all the car and skate brands. Mm -hmm. Like when oh, they yeah. do their meets or their open houses mm -hmm. and you could go to the headquarters, you're like, the brand I grew up loving yes. is just here. I can just go there Dude. and see them make the thing. Uh huh. We like, went to like Volcom, like when we did our Volcom collab and I was like, oh yeah, casual. This was like my favorite brand. I'm wearing Volcom pants right now. Do this they have like favorite. a skate set up there too? Uh, they did. They uh, we didn't go and look at it, but they had like a park. Yeah, fucking crazy. And it's like Vans is right next to Volcom. So you know, sick. like all of skateboarding is out yeah. here essentially. Yeah. Besides like Supreme, it's like the that whole part of it. And it's like I think you get it's so easy to just be like, oh yeah, that's just reality now, uh -huh. and therefore that's the new base. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that came up with actually with uh, my last guest with Jesse. He was like talking about how like easy that is for that to happen. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like all of a sudden your baseline's a new baseline mm -hmm. and everything that came before that, it's like, it, it's like it never happened. Yeah. So yeah. when you do accomplish these things, at least for me, I'll be like, Oh yeah, I did that. And this probably goes back. I'm going to loop it right back to process, baby. Let's go. Is that, you know, the minute it gets done or that yeah. you get the final, Oh yes. And yeah. got it. Yeah. Um, it isn't even that feeling. Mm -hmm. It isn't even, yeah, it's yep. Just check it off and you go, cool. Now that I did that, I, I have to now match that or do better. Yeah. Okay, here's the next goal. Yep. That's what I want. Yep. 
you don't even think about the shit. You don't even take time to celebrate it no. or feel it yeah. even more so. You might take time. You might even throw a party. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll throw a party, or not throw a party, but I'll be at a party of something we did, mm -hmm. like a art opening that I yeah. did all the installation for or design for or whatever. I won't even feel it. I'll just yeah. be like, oh, we're at a party. I'm or not even really living in that shit. You're still in it and you're in producer mode where right, you're just like, is right. everybody good? Does everybody have drinks? Is this right. running on schedule? Like, exactly. like it's not exactly. even, yeah. You're not even going like, oh, like I'm psyched. Right. You know? And it's like all that happened is the baseline moved. You didn't celebrate because you just accomplished the goal, which <laughs> is the reason why you were doing the thing. But all the while, so excited along the way. Because that's the process, right? Yeah, dude, the fucking and process. And so it's like, uh, I wrote it down because, well, I didn't write it down. I just tried, I looked it up and, oh no, I did write it down. What did, you, what did you write? SZA just came out with her new album. Yeah. Long awaited SZA album. It was her sophomore release. She hasn't come out with an album for like, I think five years, which like wow. kind of never happens. Like she had her first release, I believe it was in 2017 and then nothing for five years and done all these features and whatever but no full album no sophomore release and everyone's like what the fuck you know like there is real like SZA I'm finding has the same air to her as like Frank Ocean where it's mm. like people are like when a Frank Ocean album drops it's like a it's, it's like a, a thing. big thing yeah big it's deal. a holiday it's yeah. a holiday exactly yeah. so she I was listening to it yesterday just kind of all the way through great record great album she had a line in there that said just trying to grow um, without hating the process. I think that's how Without it's. hating the process? Yeah, trying to grow without hating the process. And it's like, because I think we get in this mode of like being in the process and not enjoying it and not being grateful for it. Yeah. And hating it. Yeah. And knowing we need it to grow, but not not wanting to be there. Yeah. Sometimes it's so painful and it's the time and it's ticking and it's a hard day and the 12 to 14 hour fifth day of doing that and and you're just like exhausted. Your soul just wants to rest. Everything wants to rest. Your <laughs> yes. body wants to rest. Your mind. And you're like, I fucking hate this. You know, there's moments where I'm just like, get me out of here. Or like, not even get me out of here. We kind of like, you're just tired. I'm just you're just like, exhausted. oh, I, I just want to sleep. Out, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it makes me think ill about the process because yeah. I'm going, if only I could just get there. Yep. If only I could just be there. Mm -hmm. whatever there is yeah and as i grow older i'm realizing that there isn't real mm -hmm. and the only thing that is real is now right and now is the process it's the fucking process dude <laughs> it's the process and to to come back to my like year recap mm -hmm. i want to retroactively enjoy the process a little bit i want to take a second to like be that. like bro the process is working like I because yeah. I don't ever want it to sound like I'm bragging or I made it like good God. There's still so there's much, so more much to, left do. to do, but like just off of the days of like uh production management job that I fucking hated, like anything is up from there. I mean, fuck in 2019 when I broke my leg, I can walk every day. I can walk. I'm like, let's fucking go. Yeah. But I, I really want to retroactively enjoy the process this year because I feel like it's been a good year yeah. and I haven't taken that. And I, I uh, Time I'm going to challenge myself to do that. What about you? Like Did you that. have any, like, I mean, obviously we don't have to rattle through all no, of them, but well, as I, I was just telling you, I like yeah. remembered the Miami shit, but like, mm -hmm. what about you? What's, what's one of yours that well, you can celebrate? This is why I love New Year's so much. And people don't really appreciate New Year's or give it the respect 
I think it's a mixed it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Well, yeah. there's a lot of people who equate it with really corny parties and not fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And for me, the best New Year's when I started falling in love with New Year's is when I had it with my favorite friends, my family, mm. you know, like my chosen family, as mm. you'd say. Fucking um, love that. You know, and uh, great music and so much love and so much grateful energy. And looking and, and, and really was the first time I realized, this was in like 2010 or something, first time I realized that this holiday is about being so grateful for what you've done in mm. the last year mm. and what's to come and grateful for the love that you have around you and the people that you have around you. I'm coming up on that day anyway, so since you asked. <laughs> I think this year was major because it was the first full year that I operated this studio no as a um, independent um, creative. I like suppose. this was it. Yeah. Like it was all I started in. this in October of 2021. So between October and January was pretty much just like making it so there wasn't just one desk in here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was like getting, I was like, I'd landed a huge project in the spring that was helping me fund this. I made a bun- bunch of money off of Dogecoin. <laughs> Sick. Which I think bought the gold couch, honestly. And, oh my and God. Some of, some of the, uh, the the projector and the screen and stuff. So I love to Dogecoin. hear that you got out. I love to hear yeah. like you did it, got yeah. out and like yeah. physically got yeah, the I got couch. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Congrats. Pay taxes on it, but you know. <laughs> the um. IRS an hour into the podcast like uh, checks out. <laughs> <laughs> fucking keep moving <laughs> you know so um but anyway it was kind of like 2021 it was kind of just like all working at girl and then sort of trying to set this up for success and um i landed my first big client in september which kind of made me be able to do it so it was all adjusting and so like 2022 has been basically the first year in practice yeah the first time that i've got to like well the first year in completion, I suppose. Yeah. Front to back, right? You know, when I look back on this year, to me, it's like a huge growth thing. Um, in my time tracking thing, I have this uh, item called Finding Peralo. And though anything that is, anything that's like, not, I can't build it as anything else. It's like, I'm, I'm still finding this place. I, I look at it like I'm uncovering like something. Yeah. And I'm still like, oh, wow, what's that? Dude. Like, let's look at that. Let's pull that out. That's let's build so on that. Sick. It's like finding it, right? Finding Peralo. A lot of finding going on right now, finding Peralo. And so, like, I have lots of time entries in there that's like hung the speakers. Yeah. You know, I'm finding so this. Sick. I'm still finding this space, you know? And so, to me, like, my biggest thing is like, wow, I, I did it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I survived. And not only did I survive, I won't disclose the number because that's weird, but like I wrote a number on the whiteboard of like what I need to make every year. And in my head, it was like stupid. I was like, (laughs) it was way off, first of all. But I was like, this is the number that I need in order to have me work here. And in my dream scenario, it was a part-time designer and a part-time project manager. Yeah. And I could have three people in here. This is the number I need. Yeah. For me to be paid, for them to be paid. Yeah. I wasn't considering any other costs besides <laughs> besides <laughs> besides salary. So that was what that number was. But I wrote that fucking thing down, and I, I I'm like I almost hit it this year. Let's fucking. And that go. was like I, I wrote it down like wow. I wonder how long it's gonna take to get there, you know. Dude. And I was like, oh my fucking god. I happened. hit mine this year too. Oh my god, dude! Give me a little high five. There, dude. <laughs> Over there. there we go. That's so beautiful. Not to say it's all about money, but it's like definitely one of those things that allows for like my friend. I brought this up, I think, on our first pod. My friend Josh Wheel, he goes, 
Um, money can't buy happiness, but it can buy time. Yeah. Or well, freedom. Yeah. Can buy happiness. You know what it represented to me you know? was I was fucking terrified to quit my stable corporate job. Right. And to bet on myself. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so cliche. I've heard so many people say it, but they're like, you have to take the risk. You have to bet on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I quit, I was ready to be at zero. I was ready to be homeless. I was thinking about yeah, you like, yeah. when you were like, I will sleep in my fucking car. Uh-huh. I will do anything. Uh-huh. I was ready to go backwards. Mm-hmm. I was ready to just have shit fucking Fuck implode. Yeah. And it went the other way. Yeah. And it's like I I hit a number and the number doesn't fucking matter. Like it no, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. really like, matter for care. anybody. It's like whatever but, that thing was that you were trying to do. Yes. You know what I mean? But the idea that I had a goal and by instead of doing what I thought the traditional like corporate safe route to get there, I took a risk and bet on myself and I got there faster. Yes. And like, I, I didn't think I was going to, I didn't. Right. Like, well, you it, weren't it, like, Oh, well, this is easy. This is a shoe. No, dude. Yeah. I, there wasn't a path. I was so fucking scared. I legitimately was ready for shit to get really, really bad. Yeah. And it's a really reaffirming lesson to myself mm-hmm. of like, damn like people can feel when you're passionate about shit yes. and the universe or like things align it will, resp- it will respond to you so and that like, was my well that and was that's my w. major too because and i think this goes with the not all about money thing is like one of my things and what i always do in my little prayers to the universe is like i always say i want all of these things but not if it means Ooh, this. yeah not if it means i have to do work for shitty people yeah not if it means uh, i'll be alone and no one will love me yeah. Not if it means uh, sacrificing my relationships with my, um, you know, my romantic relationship and um, my family. Not if it means, you know, yeah. these things. I want it, but don't stay away from that. Yeah. Give it to me in a different way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I want to. And one of the things is I want to work with rad people. Dude. You know, I don't want to work with any brand that I'm like. Can't believe I have to do work for them. Dude, I had one. Uh, had this this was a real perspective shift, but it's it's exactly what you're saying is. Mm-hmm. I wrote to myself, I never want to work for someone ever mm. again. What I do want to do is I want to work with people. Yes. And like, I don't want to work on my own. That shit's lonely and miserable. But boring. I want to work with people, mm-hmm. not for people. I don't like that attitude of like, when someone thinks they're above you and they're your boss right. or you're afraid of consequences. Yes. Like, fuck that. It's well, collaborative. Live in fear, and so for know. me, it was like, I want to get to my goals working with people, not for people. And that to me is the bigger victory than any number is I did it yes. working with people. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That does, it actually feeds um, kind of confidence and autonomy. Yes. Right. Where yeah. it's like if every time I've worked for someone, even when I've worked for great people, yeah, for great brands or yeah. for a great boss, yeah. even there's this part of your brain. And I think everyone listening to this can relate with this, that is fearful that something this is the ongoing anxiety mm-hmm. that you have that your relationship with them will make or break your life yes yeah and, and you're like afraid anxiety to, yeah. you can't do shit you get the longer you stay at a job and you have that mindset the more you box yourself in yeah they might not even be boxing you in you right. might just be like like kind of got this ongoing anxiety that like I might get fired and what yeah. if I showed up late? Oh my God, I'm 15 minutes late. I hope they don't notice or I hope that they're yeah. not stressed about it or I hope they're not adding up the other times I was 15 minutes it's late. It's such a fucking toxic <sighs> feeling. You know, and it's like that kind of comes from that and it's like no matter, even if you're getting paid from somebody on a regular basis, doesn't mean it has to feel like that well, I mean, like or be like that. Take even. race service. Like it, for every 
intent and purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I work for race service. Right. Like, right. But it, it's not that. Like mm-hmm. I work with these people. There's right. so much trust. There's so much like, mm-hmm. cool, this person's great at this. You're great at this. This person's great at this. Go take over the world together. Yes. And there's so much empowerment and trust. And even you and I, trust. like, we yeah. both work with Diana. Like, I feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. Diana, the producer and editor of Where Are All My Friends, and yeah. I think Angle Gold Couch, Couch as well yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I always say to her, I'm like, yo, like, if you're, if this spot of the podcast isn't interesting, cut it. Or like, tell me the guests you want to have. So good tell with me that. the rebrand. Like, dude, yeah. like, I, that is like a partner in crime with this and like right. never ever i would never want her to it's funny because she's gonna edit this and we're like talking about how i'd talk. hi diana hi <laughs> um but like it's not there isn't some like consequence of like oh you didn't do this good enough it's right. just like yeah like we work with each other like is this whack like should we change it like we like i and i like i hope more yes. people do that shit too like i think that's a new world thing too yeah i think that people especially after the pandemic, the employee-employer relationship has been completely renegotiated. Yeah. And I think that there's a little less, at least a little less, of this person on the mountain shouting at the peasants below. Yeah, yeah. There's a little less of that. Yeah. You know, because people, when they got out of work, for better or for worse, said, you know what? They got, un. well, what it was is they got a chance to be unbrainwashed. Yeah. Which was beautiful. Yeah. It was like all of a sudden they like all of these natural things that they were that they they weren't getting before because they were being forced into these fucking weird channels mm-hmm. is they were going, Oh, well, I don't need to put up with that. Yeah. Right. Even though well, it was sort of falsely manufactured. Well, check it out though. You know? Actually, uh Seth Godin wrote a book about this called Lynchpin. Oh, shit. And I think there's a big, there's a one big thing that you fan. should. I haven't even heard that. Oh, dude, it it, it really changed. Is it a the way new one? No, it's old. That's but so the cool. whole the whole idea with it, and it's this is because I we're saying the same thing, and it shouldn't be this person on a mountain yelling right. at the peasants. But the way to never be a peasant and to work with and not for is mm-hmm. becoming a linchpin. So it's like mm. more and more AI things are going to automate, right. and like there will be a lot of replaceable jobs. Right. Linchpin talks about how to how to become an irreplaceable mm. thing, a linchpin being the part of a machine right. that, that is needed it to keep it out, together. It's gonna, right. Yeah. So how you can become that. And I right. think when you think with working as a linchpin, it doesn't matter who you work for or who you work with, mm-hmm. you are, you are irreplaceable. You're working Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Yeah. That's fucking cool. It's tight. I love that. And that's kind of a good way to think of like, maybe more of an abstract sense of like, how to negotiate that space because, you know, my dad, he's a, he's owned companies and has been the CEO at a lot of places. Now he's like, Sick. not the CFO, but kind of right around there, like of another company. And he's very familiar with like, I guess being on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Right. He's like, like the very corporate yeah, uh, hierarchy. And, and also like being the boss mm. very much so. Right. Mm. And so I said something one time recently, maybe a year ago, I was like, I just want to another time where I was like, I didn't want to work for someone. He's like, ah, he goes, just know you'll always, um, you'll always have a boss. And I was like, well, what? Like, what if I start a clothing brand? Then I don't got a boss. I'm, I'm the only boss. Yeah. And he goes, no, now you have like a hundred thousand bosses. They are all your customers. Yeah. And at first I was sort of a little like, oh, fuck you, man. Like, you know, like, oh man, really? Like burst my bubble over here. But I think the point was, was like that dynamic will exist kind of all the time. You're always going to be looking to somebody. You're doing work for somebody mm-hmm. that's paying you. There's a transaction happening. There's this relationship that's kind of a, you do this, then I do this, then I do this for you. 
that dynamic will exist forever, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't yeah. have to be arranged like, yep. like in that context. Yeah. It doesn't have to feel like this, yeah. right? And so that's kind of what I'm always concentrating on and something that you know you you just said is like another tool and I think this could be taken for every you know everyone could take something from this is like you know even if it feels like that relationship exists if you look at it through that lens and you say what can I do to be uh, irreplaceable Mm -hmm. and obviously it helps when people that you're working with are like conducive to that right yeah and I mean that makes it all the possible really yeah it's still something that requires you to take a second look at it and go, how can I make it not like this? How can I make it not feel like this? You have to, yeah, you have to put the work in to be at that yeah. spot. Like, it's not like everybody has that luxury. Right. Um, where, I don't know, like, I guess it takes work to get good. Like, you know, you your skills as, a, as an everything mm-hmm. that you are mm-hmm. kind of let you have that. Right. So it, it's... I hope that everybody treats everybody like that, but mm-hmm. I also think the way to like ensure that you have that is just to make your skills incredible. Right, and make your skills incredible and to position yourself in a way that makes you irreplaceable mm-hmm. and that you bring something to the table that they need mm-hmm. really bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not always going to be possible, but it's something to always kind of keep in forefront of your mind because I think like, I think that makes you a better, obviously there's a better like, I think a better person, like a better craftsman of whatever yeah. you're crafting, yeah. you know, but it also creates this like sort of nature. It, well, it realigns the dynamic, the power dynamic yeah. because it goes from in, in your mind, if I'm working, I'm a barista at a coffee shop and this is the boss and I really can do, I, I don't know, I have a lot that I can do that in my head mm-hmm. that's irre, that makes me irreplaceable because I'm just a fucking barista. Yeah. So this power dynamic exists. Yeah. But a minute that barista goes, but I'm also really good at, for me, I was like hand lettering the chalkboards. Yeah, funny. You're going to have this thing yeah. about your shop now that's yep. sort of like special. Yeah. And it's something yeah. only I can do. Yeah. So even if it's not like the end all be all, of course, everyone's replaceable yeah, in a it's weird like that, way. That There's little edge, though, little that little bit. Edge. Yeah. But I also like, again, the, I think there's another side of it that we can't speak to as heavily and where mm-hmm. I really admire and respect some of the people in my life, like at race service, like Jacob mm-hmm. and James, like those are the two founders and like those motherfuckers do not need to be as kind generous, right. humble as they are to empower people. That's what makes that. And I aspire yeah. to be that. Like, that's mm-hmm. my thing is like in the years and in the moments where it feels like I am working with people, like that's my drive where I want right. to continue to be more successful. Why I want to do the podcast. to like get to a spot where I am at the position where all the fucking people I work with are working with me. And it's like, I want to empower all that. I want to like continue to set that example. That's beautiful. And that like, to me is like, I want to continue to get more successful purely so I can continue to pay it forward. Cause I think right. that's so sick when it's people that don't have ever. to do. And that's something I didn't expect from even like running my own business. Yeah. This first year of business, you're asking about the wins looking back and stuff like that. I look at like the amount of people that I've contracted and, and worked with in this last year and how many people I got to put on and yeah. how much work I created for people. And that makes it's, me so stoked. And I was yeah. talking to my pops about that. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, isn't that great? He's like, that's kind of like a little hidden attribute of being like a boss. Yeah. Is that that feeling, like people might not think that like bosses, quote unquote, feel that way, mm. you know, but what you feel, what you're just saying right now and like that goal, 
I feel like that's like something that like everyone, you know, really not everyone, like a lot of cool bosses feel that. Yeah. And they're like, I want to be able to do this for people. Yeah. I don't want it to feel like I'm the fucking, Rawr, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't have that power dynamic in me. I want it to be like dope for everyone. I want everyone to feel like it's collaborative. They're working with each other. There's a structure, of course, there's a system, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, we're able to like create a healthier environment that like is, because when you do that, all of a sudden, everyone wants to be there. Right. It's it, like, you I know, everyone wants to work more. I don't want to go magically. find my hidden spot where I can catch the best fish. Mm -hmm. I want to find a fucking lake and go catch all the best fish with the homies. But like, yes. I want to be like, it's fun to find <laughs> yes. that lake. It's fun to go to the homies and be like, let's all go fish here. Yes. We can all fucking eat. Like, we it's can all so eat. Sick. And it's not about like, yeah, the power dynamic. And that's why I think that that's a little old world. Yeah. And I think that there's, there's a new paradigm that's sort of coming in right now yeah. that uh, supports that ideology over what we've seen in the past, yeah. which is kind of like this more like you work really hard to become the boss so that you can be the one yelling at people. Yeah. It's like, no one wants to be fucking yelled at dude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the quickest way to not get anybody to do something for you. Yeah. So, well, I hope we enjoy the process as we continue to find the fish to catch with. I our know, homies. I, you know, I think that I think we will. I think so. I think we will, man. This has been really great. I feel like you know we 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 came up with a few ideas that we we missed a few. Yeah, whatever. You know, we kind of just wanted to riff. I feel like this yeah. was a good riff. I, thank but, you for coming by. Thank dude. you for for your time. Yeah, dude, <laughs> dude. I see what you did there. Yeah, you see what I did there. Thank you for your time. Absolutely. Thank Bro. you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace. Boom. <laughs>